muted me. There we go. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Uh, Sam uh, had the rails on Thursday, and your boy is back. Welcome to a great LTS show. I am your host, Bodkins, as always. Well, not as always as we learned Thursday. Sam uh, beat me down, uh, and he wanted to run the show. But, uh, man, we almost got canceled there, so they said get Bodkins back ASAP or there will be no LTS show. So uh, your boy is back. I'm excited. Uh, it's been a great um, weekend with the family. Uh, done some great things. I was at a baseball game Thursday, honestly. Now, Sam did an incredible job holding down the fourth. The boys did. Oh, you know, I gave him an F-plus uh, for the show on Thursday, so – uh, you know, please check that out. We got another great show uh, for you today. So let's go ahead and bring in the boys. A guy I ain't seen or talked to, I feel like, in months. Uh, you know, he's taking a sabbatical, I feel like, uh, praying to the Yankee gods that uh, they'll turn this damn thing around. But it doesn't look so good. If you would have told me uh, July, whatever, 21st, whatever today is, July 23rd, that the Yankees would be dead last and the Cubs wouldn't be dead last. I would tell you you're crazy. So let's bring him in, Mr. Yankee Finn, who is crying in tears still because the Yankees are dead last, Mr. Johnny Cruz. <laughs> What's going on, bro? Um, nah, I'm not crying in tears about the Yankees. I'm crying in tears about this damn move that is kicking <laughs> my ass. Um, but nah, the, the Yankees is just, I mean, luckily the, the, the pathetic, pitiful Kansas city Royals are in town. So we actually won a couple games, uh, the last two days and it was scary to win those two games, but no, nah, man, happy to be back. Uh, happy to have you back, of course. And, uh, looking forward to having a, a fun show with the fellas today, man. I, Johnny, this is a, a legit stat I, I read or I heard. Uh, so now they're kind of tied with dead last with the Red Sox after the last two games, but before that okay. earlier this week, they had sold dead last for the first time since 1990. Uh, George Steinbrenner has got to be rolling in his grave, going to haunt his sons and slap him around, uh, <laughs> maybe even haunt Brian Cashman. What the hell's going on? Um, I mean, I think you hit it right there in the head. It's, 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 it's a Brian Cashman thing, in my opinion. It's, it's an organizational thing. Um, you know, everybody's into this analytics thing, and I get it. Analytics are important, but it seems like, the Yankees and Brian Cashman did a complete deep dive into their analytics. And my thing is, you know, there has to be a healthy balance of analytics and, you know, old school scouting and your gut reaction. I mean, how do you have a three-time generational manager, Aaron Boone, as your manager, and he can't go off of his gut on something? Uh, everything is strictly by the numbers. So uh, it, it's, it's, it's been a hard season to watch Yankee baseball and, uh, yeah, like you said, it, they haven't had they haven't been in last place since 1990, and uh, the trajectory that they're going at um, will probably finish in last place. Uh, I know they're trying to see if, if Aaron Judge can come back. I, I don't know if that's the best thing. You know, I mean, I guess if, if he can play, he can play. If he's not going to hurt himself worse, then let him play. But um, it, it's it's been it's been quite um, quite pathetic to be quite honest, and it's been hard to watch, man. Let me ask you two quick questions, Johnny. First of all, trade deadline coming up at the end. Yankees selling here? Or are they trying to buy? And if they're uh, selling, who the hell are they selling? I mean, that's the that's the hardest part. I mean, I, I personally think that they should be sellers. I mean, the Yankees are never going to blow it up and rebuild. But you got a few pieces there. You got Glaber Torres. You can try to move. You got IKF. You can try to move. 
Uh, Stanton is never going to agree because he's got a full no trade. But if you can somehow get rid of him, um, I think they should do it. But um, I'm, and I've been saying this for a couple months that they should, you know, use this opportunity to kind of replenish that farm system. But I, I don't know that they'll do it. I just there's nobody out there to trade for as far as if they were buyers that, that you're going to be like, all right, that guy. Yeah, if we get him, we straight even Otani. Even if we got Otani, like we're gonna have to give up every top prospect we have, including Glaber, Anthony Volpe, and what's he? What's gonna happen? You know, what I'm saying I don't think he wants to be on the East Coast, so we're gonna give up all this stuff for a two month rental, and I, I don't think that's gonna do it for us. I just think this. I think it's beyond just acquiring a player or two to make a run. I don't think we're we're a player or two away from winning the championship. Yeah, we might make the playoffs, but do you want to give up a lot to just get out in the first round? So this this is one of those years where I think we need to just take the L, and if we could trade off a few pieces and, and get some youngsters, I think we need to do that. Cashman and Boone gone after this year. Bro, it seems like Cashman, you know what I'm saying, is basically uh, – uh, uh, he's almost like you with the Larisons. Uh, he's almost an adopted uh, Steinbrenner. Uh, he's been with the the you know the organization for so long, and it just seems like like he never you know what I'm saying he never gets any blame for anything. So I don't know. It seems like he has a, a lifetime pass to to be part of the Yankees and be their general manager. I think there needs to be some type of a new president, a baseball race, so, something. There's got to be another voice in the room. It can't just be Brian Cashman because uh, as much as you know, people want to say, oh, he's a great. General manager, well, we've been to one World Series in 20-something years. So how great is he? You know what I mean? So, But I don't know. I mean, unless we completely collapse and we're under 500, we don't make the playoffs, Aaron Boone is possible. But uh, I don't see Brian Cashman. And plus, they both got extensions. Not that that matters. But for some reason, I don't, I don't think uh, Brian Cashman goes anywhere. But Aaron Boone might. Uh, with some of the moves he makes, man. I mean, like I said, I know it's a, a lot – a lot of it is analytical, but how do you take out starting pitchers at 64, 74 pitches when they're pitching well to go to the bullpen and, and try to get nine and 12 outs every game? You just you just can't sustain something like that. So he's he's made some 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 mistakes and some some bad calls. So I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Boone uh, gets uh, gets bumped off. But Brian Cashman, it seems like I said, like I said, he's basically a, a Steinbrenner already. So I don't think he's going anywhere. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll see what uh, what's uh, cracking. Let's uh, keep going on. Uh, let's bring in our super producer. He keeps trying to get me fired, but uh, they keep bringing me back. It's in my contract uh, with the legendary Dan Harris that I have to host this show. So give it up for a super producer, uh, Tanner. One day. What up? What up? <laughs> One day. Fill <laughs> a moon, I tell you. <laughs> Tanner, what's up? I mean, training camp's right around the corner. How excited are you for the for the Chiefs? Uh, ecstatic. Uh, Chris Jones didn't show up. No, I was shock, gonna... no shock there, but we had the same issue, what, three years ago? You know, when he was working they, first... Did his deal, him not getting an extension, did that cost him D-Hop, you think? We haven't, me and you haven't really had a chance to talk about it. No, no, because D-Hop wanted too much. You know, and I know, yeah, you were, you were kind of off on that, and we didn't really chat, but D-Hop's deal was too much. He wanted too much, too many years, too much money. This wasn't going to be a long-term thing, right? This was going to be a juju style. Here's a year. Here's 10 mil. Come, come win a ring. Come win a it's ring. A, allegedly reported a team, the one of the first teams, it's Chiefs or Bills only offered him $4 million. That was probably the Chiefs, right? They can't afford. They probably, can probably afford to give him oh, more. Veach could afford it. 
let's be real. Veach could figure it out. But yeah, that's probably the Chiefs because they're like, hey, you want to win a ring or do you just want to get paid? Well, yeah. he chose the latter, of course. So yeah, because that would be more of a luxury signing than a than a need. Correct. You know what I mean? So and he, he chose mean, but he chose he chose money over winning. I mean, yeah, but he he I chose <laughs> bro. He chose money over winning. He could have went to Kansas City for four or five million dollars, won he a ring, and then got out to the market next year. Yeah, he yeah. made out that big list, his wants, his needs, everything else. And like didn't, not one of them. Not the Titans didn't fill one of them. Now, now, I think the best <laughs> meme I've seen out there is the Antonio Brown meme of him leaving in the Jets game, you know, that final yeah. game. <laughs> and it's like, here's uh, here's DeAndre Hopkins, week 17, after Tannehill, Willis, and Levis all throw in the ball. <laughs> I mean, he's used to getting – I don't – I mean, that's, you know I – mean, You have Savage there in Houston. Like, you're, you're yeah. going to be fine. Uh, D-Hob will be fine because he's dealt with bad quarterbacks. So. Yeah. Yeah, I did, I did too. And I mean, he doesn't have that quite a uh, personality in uh, yeah. Brown. Uh, a little bit later, we're going to have one of the youngest people we've ever had on the LTS show. But, you know, we got to go to the oldest guy we're always going to have on the LTS show. Uh, coming from the nursing home, none other than our own Hall of Famer, Scott Cope. You. Uh, who's this old guy? Hall of Famer. About? What's up? What's up? Scott, what's up? Uh, <laughs> Who are we betting on this morning? I know you're uh, excited about the Open here. We love the golf this week. Absolutely love the golf. Brian Harmon I had as an outright winner. He's 12 under five shots ahead right now. Um, yeah, I have uh, Max Homer for a top 20, and I have Matthew Jordan, the hometown boy, for a top 20, and they're both in the top 20 right now, so that could cash. Um, in terms of baseball back here, we got San Diego on the money line. Phillies on the money line and Seattle on the money line. And I'm very tempted to take the Royals on the run line, but Severino's pitching today. He's been an outright disaster. Who's pitching against him? Bro, you, you, you never, you never know with the Yankees, though, bro. The Yankees I didn't do it, but they, they could score no runs or they could destroy Kansas City. Like, you never know, bro. So I was talking with uh, my uh, Mike of the Buffoons, right? We went out uh, a little brewery hopping yesterday. We were yeah. just chatting about nice. the Royals, and do you think, uh, you know, the I know the A's technically have their worst record. Or do you think the Royals is actually the worst team? I mean, they got some, yes. they got some good young they pieces. Some, though, they man. got, they got some young pieces, but we've never yeah. all year long. We're we're in. July. Yeah, but Oakland, like you can't even name Oakland's young. Yeah, but you, Oakland's had some nice win streaks. To Tanner's point, right? Like they went we've on never like won three in a row. We've never yeah, won more than two in a row. Yeah, they beat Atlanta Damn two or three at home. They beat the Red Sox two or three. They beat Houston yesterday. They might be. I mean, outside of out, right outside of like they, remember, like you take away like their what they start, like oh and twenty or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they were just abysmal yeah. those first like month of the season. Yeah. You take that away, the Royals probably have a worse record, right? Yeah. Like, I mean we're, I mean, as bad as this franchise has been for my 33 years here in this world, like We've had two playoff appearances. They've both been back-to-back World Series like appearances, one one win. Outside of that, we've stunk. We've stunk. And we're looking at somehow, after this whole 33 years, we're looking at record-level stink uh, coming into play this year. Like, we could finish with the worst record of the world's history, and that's hard to say because there were some bad teams when I growing up. So, like, this... 
Uh, and now they want the new stadium downtown on top of that, that taxpayers have to vote for. Guys, I I wouldn't be shocked if we're the next days and we're selling saying sell the team. You know, because well, yeah. Mahomes ain't gonna sell the team. He ain't he, Mahomes He's part, part owner. owner. It's Sherman, dude. Sherman has majority shares, and that's the Boston guy, and he wants his downtown stadium. Yeah. So he, here's we the other thing that really is is telling for the A's. They've had ten games this year at home where their attendance has been two thousand or under, with the low with the low of nine hundred and eighty four. People in attendance in an, in a game. I think it was against Toronto back in May. So the A's have like drawn nobody this year except for that one game that, that the fans decided to go and you know go against what management. The, the reverse. The reverse. Yeah, the reverse yeah. game. So they had like four thousand for a game against the Houston Astros the other. That's day. insane. Four thousand. I mean, we're the third worst, but we're, I know we're not the worst because we've had some oh, sellouts. We've yeah, had some guys return. Yeah. You had Low Kane's Hall of Fame opening day was sold out and disastrous. I heard so. Like we, yeah. I mean, we have our spurts because we got events going on. The A's don't have any events going on. They can bring back Ricky Henderson and Jose Canseco and Dennis Eckersley, and you know, <laughs> still uh, not sell out. I mean, they had the whole like reverse boycott thing, you know, where they tried to sell out the stadium and they only brought in 16,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you look at that stadium. That stadium is a joke. Well, it's just so disgusting. Are the Royals, are the Royals also the worst team because they're also in the worst division though? No. Like at least the A, at least the, the A's right. Like they're playing with the likes of the Astros, the Rangers. Houston hasn't been that good. Seattle hasn't been that good. Angels haven't been that good. Like they're deep, they're all better than they would also they're all, they're be all over five hundred, bro. Like they all got winning records. Yeah, yeah, they would all be right now. You they take haven't all been that good all year. Is what I'm saying. Like they're not the teams they used to be, right? At least yeah. the Angels are better for sure. But, but I'm but, I'm saying I'm saying all those teams would be better. Would be first place in the AL Central. I don't yeah. think so. I think you can still be bad and be the worst team in a in a good division. I mean, like, I mean, Jay, let me ask you. Let me ask you. You put the Royals in the in the Easts or the Wests. Uh, do they have 20 wins this year? No. I, I think you got the same amount of wins you got right now. <laughs> I mean, it's a little different, right? Because, like, now you're not playing your division as much anymore. You know, like, right. that's yeah. you know, like that's yeah. the thing. You play everybody. So, it's not – we're looking at the division. We were talking yesterday. The Cubs and Cards are playing right now, and then they have yeah. a four-game set in St. Louis, a four-game set in Chicago this weekend – and then a four-game set in St. Louis next weekend. That's it. They, they're done playing the Cubs. Cards are over in mid-July or, you know, in July. Like, it's yeah. just weird. And it's just like, uh, you know, what the heck's going on here? Like, how come we're not playing in late August or September like we normally play? It's just like, well, because we're playing everybody else and you're not playing your division as much anymore. How do you guys feel about the whole balance schedule? I'm, I'm digging the balance schedule. I, I like it. 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 You should. Yeah. You have yeah. – so many games like that you should be able to play every freaking team on. Yeah, the, man. On the I mean, you give you give one. every you give every city the opportunity to see the best players from every other team. So I, I yeah. like it. Or the worst, well, or the worst players, or the worst. Teams, right? You, you don't <laughs> give every city the opportunity, but majority. But I'm just saying, you majority you give people chances. Like people might actually have a chance to see Otani or to see yeah. Judge or to see you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, like, players like for that, instance, that they right? nobody so, wouldn't see. So like the Royals played at Milwaukee. Uh, this year, but they won't come to KC. So next year they come to KC, but we don't right. go to Milwaukee. 
Right, right. It's, it's like you. it's like you're yeah. you're almost there. Like you should be able right. to have some kind of two game, you know, a two series deal with every single team, uh, with as many games as you play in the MLB. So yeah. When, yeah. When Inter League broke Let's, in uh, years ago, they sh this should have happened. This schedule yeah. should have happened when it broke yes. in. Absolutely. But yeah. they just, baseball was just behind the times and didn't do it until this year. So. Agreed. Let's go ahead. We'll bring in our first get our very first guest on. I guess we had Wit on Sundays a couple times, but let's bring in our first youngest guest ever. Guy who won the race for my nutsack, folks. Uh, and uh, I became his biggest fan since then. None other than uh, my son bringing out his Ooh. NBA top five offseason moves. Jaden Bodkins. Yeah. I don't know if he's that thrilled about winning that race, but winning the race, you know. Yeah. There's no music to bring him in or anything. Nothing. Oh, uh, you, you want some music? Yeah, I got you. It's all legal. It's all, it's all copyright free. Don't worry. That's the Saturday night old folks home dance music. Hey, there you go. <laughs> What's going on, Jaden? What's hey, up, Jaden? Hey, <laughs> welcome to the madness, bro. Yep. Go ahead, Jaden. Go ahead and give us your top five NBA offseason moves. Just list them off and why, and then the boys will ask you some questions. All right. My first one. Go, is, start at five. Let's go uh, five to five. one. Five to one. All yeah, right. Bottom of the top here. All right. My first is the OKC trade. OKC is basically rebuilding their team around Shea, and I'm not really going on a single trade for the OKC. I'm just working all around them, and they're really building around Shea because Shea is their only way of winning. So they're just adding pieces to Shea to use for the team. And I would say this is kind of a mid-trade because OKC has barely been a good team since they had Russ and KD. And other than that, they really haven't been that much of a good team. And then just Shea just builds around him. I feel like you got a chance of winning, at least going to the playoffs. Yeah. So what trade did they make? Uh, I can't remember his full name. I can only remember his last name. His name was like Robin something, but he was he was a good player. He averaged like ten and ten and like some other normal stats, like a normal player. He's probably just going to play as the two guard for Shea because Shea's probably going to move up to the one or the three for him, but. That's really it, but Shea's the only way of winning for OKC because they're oh, he's probably going to be the face of OKC like Dame. Dame was the face yeah. of the Trailblazers, so you know. Uh, you talk about wait, you said the trade. I was going to say the super producer should be able to find uh, that for uh, you, bro. Uh, uh, Tatai Washington traded, acquired via trade. Victor Oladipo uh, was also via it, trade. Didn't he play? He played there once too, right? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he, yeah. He got, I think he got drafted from them. Yeah. On that but play. I was drafted to the Magic. Yeah, the Magic drafted him and then wound up oh, trading okay. him. And then yeah. he came to the yeah, Old Depot's yeah. yeah. been traded every offseason. So they got that. They got that good. That that good one piece in in Shea. So that that's a good one there, man. He's a he's a good player. It so definitely is better, right? I mean, yeah. Case mm -hmm. Wallace coming into play now as a draft uh, guy. Dean uh, is there. Uh, Jalen Williams, like they got pieces. Even Ty Ty can be good. Uh, when Scott, stuff used to be. Scott, you and putting it, uh, while we're on the Thunder, you putting money on Chet Holmgren to win the Rookie of the Year, or is it no. Victor's to lose? Victor, it's Victor's to lose. It's Victor's yeah. to lose. No doubt about yeah. it. 
So go ahead. What's number four, Jaden? Uh, the Rockets pick up Dylan Brooks, the guy that should have been in China by now playing in Taiwan with <laughs> the big man. But he isn't. He signed a five-year contract with the Rockets. The Rockets was in a rebuild stage when they lost James Harden. At this point, sign the worst, not really the worst player, but the person that will talk a lot of smack and he'll poke bears and you don't respect him until he gives you 40. And uh, <laughs> he, he could talk a lot of smack, but he puts up good numbers and sometimes he can play good deep. But for this young team of Rocket players, the very young, I feel like Dylan Brooks uh, isn't really much of a role player. He isn't going to lead the team sometimes. Sometimes he will, sometimes he don't. And it's very rare for Dylan to actually lead a team to a good playoff run or a winning team. So I don't know why I put this at four. I probably should put this at five. And I don't know why I put this at four, but uh, well, – nah, don't, don't, don't doubt yourself. Yeah, don't doubt yourself. It's a bigger piece of what the Thunder are doing right now with that. Right, right. right. Right, Defense I like that because you put yeah, Dylan Brooks was a good pickup. You, you put him with Van Fleet that they got as well. So you got a couple of adults yeah, um, in the room Jaylen with all Green, the all the Jeff young Green, talent, Jabari all Smith, that young talent they got in I team. think that was a good pickup because he is a good defensive player. Just you know, what I'm saying, just I mean, maybe now, don't talk as much smack <laughs> until you can well, actually, like maybe back well, it up. You go with Udoka, right? So now you're with Udoka, the former Celtics. Yeah. Yep. And, and so now you got true leadership underway. Cause I, I, yeah. I believe they're still iffy there in Memphis there, but yet, I mean, this is a guy that's proven himself already. And you saw right. what the Celtics were like in the finals yeah. uh, going last year. So like, I think having a guy like that, having a roster built out now the way it is, mm-hmm. I love this Dylan Brooks move. Cause you need a dog. You need somebody to go out there and, you know, be the guy who gets things messy a little bit. Go look at Draymond. That's what he does right during the right. season. Exactly. I mean, having exactly. a guy like Brooks, it's, it's, it's a great move for. Tanner, yeah, let, me ask you, let me ask you something, Tanner, on this. Do you think the Rockets would just bid against themselves for Brooks? It didn't seem like he had a market. With no, the Lakers. Had, the, well, they, the, they, had, the they Lakers. had money to spend anyway. They had to spend yeah. money. So. No, I know. Yeah. My next question would have been, do you think the Rockets just said, Oh damn! I, we got this money. We got to throw it at somebody. So let's throw it at Dylan. Well, Brooks. I think the the he talked to the Lakers, but the Lakers were like, "There's no way." Like they couldn't make the money work. Yeah. He would have had yeah. to take a huge, you know, less money than what he was making in Memphis. So, uh, you know, he go to right. Houston, kind of be that enforcer type. Uh, you we'll know, have he's kind of role. Yeah. Right. Right. No, I love and, and he'll do all the dirty work. He'll defend the yeah. best player. He'll yeah. rebound. You know, so I think that's a good pickup, man. That's a good number I, four. I think bro. you would have saw somebody else come into play, right? I mean, if if the Rockets decided not to do it outside of the Lakers, yeah. too. I think you yeah. saw the – I would think you would see the Clippers. I could see somewhere else, somewhere on the East Coast, probably going after him, too. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't – I think there would have been a market as we got closer to training camps right. beginning yeah. there. So, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Overall, Houston's a perfect place because that's just a, a team they're trying to put together a little core together. So yeah, yeah, yeah they, he's he's not a bad player, man. He just put his foot no, in his mouth, not. bro. That's all like, he is. They gave he's a shit okay. ton of money to uh, yeah. Van Fleet as well, too. So it's not like yeah. you know what I mean. Like they had money and they spent it on. Mm-hmm. They couldn't go get the superstar. I don't think that they wanted, and maybe they're still trying to get. They, seems like they were trying to maybe go to James Harden and use that cap space for James Harden, but then once. He opted in and now has asked for a trade to the Clippers, it looks like. Um, 
you know, now it's now it's like, well, we'll just spend throw this money at uh, Dylan Brooks and Van Fleet, some good veteran ball players to help our young core. That they're and I, I think, that's probably the best thing that happened to them is to not get James Harden. Yeah, and I didn't you know, he, imagine the influence that he would have on those young kids. Come on, man. It's yeah. the worst thing that happened to Houston strip clubs, though. <laughs> these, that, these these moves are Emi Udoka filled fueled rather. Yeah, they are. These they moves are. are really based on what he wanted. So. Well, he could be Dylan Brooks can be the Marcus Smart, right, Scott? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's a the perfect comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect comp. Perfect comp. He can be he that. You don't. Smart? Uh, defensive wise, doing the dirty work for oh, that team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Be yeah. that way. Yeah, and he can fill in that role for. Uh, he's a better scorer than Smart in some aspects of the game. So. Oh yeah, he, he is. When he when he, he can be right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, number three, Jaden? Uh, Boston and poor Zingas. Yeah. Uh, they finally picked up a big man. I feel like Al Horford. He is a three, not a four or five. Porzingis, he's actually a five, and I feel like if he's healthy, he is a superstar. He is a big man, and I feel like they could finally get some defense, like some paint inside defense. And if Porzingis stays healthy, his knees don't go out or anything, because usually seven-footers, their knees usually go out. Yao Ming, he's career-ended. But Porzingis, if his knees and he stays healthy, I feel like they have a chance of going to the finals again maybe win the finals, but he just has to stay healthy. And with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I feel like this is a good three-team three, three team superstar team. Does does that move put him up uh, above Milwaukee or the Heat? Adam yeah, Persing? I think yeah. so. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. But, Ooh, okay. Yeah. But I'm, Giannis okay. is my favorite player, so <laughs> – not better than Giannis, okay? Yeah, so. but Giannis needs Middleton to stay healthy. But I agree with you on that one, man. If oh, Porzingis Middleton stays needs healthy, to stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. If, if yeah. Porzingis stays healthy, I agree, man. I think he's the perfect complement to to Jaden Brown and Jason Tatum because he can shoot, he can spread the the, the court yeah. out, um, the floor out for them, and and you know he can actually play some some defense if he wants to play defense. He can rebound, so. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, that, that's a great pickup for Boston, in my opinion. Yeah. The, the one thing I think factor into that I haven't heard mentioned is Porzingis isn't going to have to play 40, 42 minutes every night. Right. Between right. Horford, Robert Williams, and Porzingis, you know, each of them can get 30 to 35 minutes and, and they yeah. can save their bodies till the playoffs when they, they cut the, the uh, rotation right. down. So, yeah, they you know, they've been trying for Porzingis for years to get him, and they yeah. finally landed him. So and Jalen Brown is about to sign the three hundred million dollar contract. He was out. He was he was in overseas last week. He's back now, so they're going to resume contract negotiations this week, and I think it's going to get done. So I, you know what they build around those three with Brogdon and um, and White and all those other guys. That'll be interesting to see what they build for a bench. But um, are you at all worried about the who's running the point? I mean, I know they're going to have White. Running hey, it's it, but, Chris that last week or last they got, year. They got Brogdon still. They got Brogdon. It's gonna be Brogdon. I love it. Is I love he healthy? It. Is Brogdon healthy? Yeah. It, well, he he's as healthy right now as he can be. What was said on ESPN I watched is an executive called the Celtics looking to get Brogdon, and the Celtics said he's a big part of our future. They're not mm-hmm. trading him. He, yeah. He's 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 like their Brogdon. point guard for now and for the next three or four years. So. Um, okay. 
So they have their starting five basically set right now. It's just well, what they, they build. They also got the backup was Pritchard, right? And that's, yep. you know, he's on the USA team too. Yep. Uh, yep. So Brad, Brad Stevens, he's he's addressing it. I mean, this this feels like a, a chief style, right? It's like, oh, the O-line sucks. Let's go address the O-line. Oh, your wide receivers suck? Well, let's we'll address that later, but don't you worry about it. It's coming. The defense coming, improved, right? It's the same thing here with the Celtics. Oh, your point guards suck? Let's go out and get White. Let's go get Brogdon, right, the, last year. This year? Yeah. All right. Obviously, Robert Williams and Al Horford can't do it all uh, down low. They are not that effective, and they can't, you know. Williams they can't can score. They can't yeah. score. So, so let's go out and get a Porzingis. Let's go get Porzingis. Let's great Williams away. Let's go get some extensions. Like, this feels like a making of, like, hey, we're not done. Like, just because we ever lost some pieces, we're not done of trying to make yeah. a championship run. Like, we still got pieces here, and we can add to it to be able to work. So, I love what Stevens is doing because – Scott, they couldn't run. They couldn't run that back, though, right? Like they couldn't run back to the third no, year, fourth year in a row of no. you know the, the, the trio of Smart, you know Tatum, Brown. Like they had, they to, had to, they had to do something. They had know, to I mean, and, and hypothetically, they got rid of not saying the worst player, but the, out of those three, Tatum, Smart was the the lesser of the three. So okay, we're gonna have to let we're gonna have to make a move. We definitely want to keep Jason Tatum. He's our future, and then we got to keep uh, you know Jalen Brown, right? Yeah, and when Smart was traded, Porzingis, when this trade happened, Tanner said something that, that I fully 100% believe in. Smart did as much as he could do in Boston. He mm-hmm. couldn't do any more. It was time to move on and try to try to re, revamp what you have, except keep Brown and Tatum and just build around them. And that's what they did with Porzingis and Brogdon and White. They started this, they started this a year and a half ago with White, and then they brought Brogdon in. Now Pozingas. And the smart thing that Stevens did was he ripped up $37 million. He signed him to a two-year $60 million extension. He brought his number down on the cap, gave him a little bit more room for money-wise. Now Stevens can go out and make that one or two more moves that will help this franchise be a title contender for the next three years, probably four years. So, Scott, before we get to Jaden's number two, is uh, Stevens a better GM or better coach? What up, Dan? Um, I I'd say as his recent development, he's a better GM right now. He knows how to build a team. He knows what he wants. He goes out and gets it. He has no loyalty. He has no feelings toward these guys. Yeah, was it tough to trade Smart? Yeah, it was. He said, but in the end, he has no feelings like, oh, I'm not going to trade him because he's been here for for ten years or whatever. But that's what if you I'm need gonna- in a GM. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The exactly. fans, we get mad or upset, right? But at the same time, like, it's a business, man. Like, it's a business. You got to do what's best. Scott, like, everybody liked Marcus Smart and Boston. He felt like he fit the culture almost. But yep. at the same time, like, if Boston goes wins a championship with Christoph and Christoph Porzingis puts up 30 and, you know, 30 and 10, 20 or 30 uh-huh. and 10, like, hey, Marcus Smart was the thing of the past. That was the smartest move right. Brad Stevens yeah, could right. ever made. Right. I would even say they're a better team right now than they were at the end of last year with, with the yeah. smart trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Sure. Well, I agree. Too. What do you got for number two? The Bradley Beal trade to the Suns. This mm. super team yep. is phenomenal. You got Dylan – I mean, not Dylan Brooks. You got um, KD. You got Beal. And they, Booker. Booker. You got these Aiden. three – Three phenomenal scores, and of course you got KD, which has been a phenomenal scorer for like the since he came into the league, and then Brooks, he, uh, Booker, jeez, Book Booker, he is phenomenal, and 
with uh, he's been phenomenal right now, and this super team is great. I feel like it was a good move to get Beal, but they lost Chris Paul. But I feel like <laughs> these three are really good, and I feel like if my work, I think the chemistry is just going to have to work on a little bit, maybe. Yeah. But other than that, they could score, and this these three can give you like twenty or thirty a night. Yeah. Are you worried about them not having a bench? Uh, that's probably like the worst thing. Probably, yeah. That's probably the worst thing for the Suns. Their bench and their depth isn't that really good. Their starters have to play a lot more minutes for because the bench players are really not that good. They're yeah. thin. Thin yeah. and no depth. And it's, it's, it's great to have a regular I'm, season award, but when you can't get past <laughs> the yeah. they can win that Tanner, they can win that NBA in season uh trophy in that we've got. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you great season, guys. Hey, we got more play. Oh, oh. If I'm a oh. Phoenix Suns fan, I'm scared to death DeAndre Ayton's still part of the team. Yeah. Totally yeah. scared to death that this guy, it seems like he's not going anywhere. I don't know if anybody out there wants him. Not that's that kind a, that's of a problem. That's a problem. He would have been, been out with the money. Money. Yeah. They should have let him go to Indiana last year. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree, hundred yeah. percent. What's uh, what's your final uh, NBA offseason move? My first one is Chris Paul going to the Warriors. This is phenomenal. Even though they for gave- who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for who? For Chris Paul. For Chris Paul, they gave up. They gave up a young star, Jordan Poole. Which he was great two seasons ago, but they get that he gave him pool and two bench warmers and a bunch of picks for Chris Paul and I, Chris Paul CP3. He's a great player. He he will lead the team. He will literally pass the ball as much as he can, even though he. But I feel like this is great for the Warriors since he got Clay and Steph with are phenomenal three-point shooters. So I feel like Chris Paul, if they can just get that pick and roll with John Stockton and Carl Malone, that, and then just drive to the hoop, and the defense going to force him, and then they can just kick out for a three and easy three. So this is great, but they gave up a little too much depth for Chris Paul, but that's probably the only bad thing. And Are you are you worried about Paul being uh, like 40 and bad knees <laughs> and 80-year-old man? Uh, always I feel like he's probably going to retire after his contract is done. If they do win a ring, he's definitely going to retire. But other than that, I feel like that's probably the only issue. Depth and Chris Ball aging. That's like Scott, the Scott, Scott, go for it, dude. Guys, I want to make an announcement right now. The nursing home is going mobile to Golden State, my nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting outside the arena every night. Giving up Jordan Poole for Chris Paul is like that's it's insane. Here's the thing. Uh my buddy sent me this. Shout out to Kenny. Uh we kind of talked about this this morning. How about all these guys that talk shit to the wrong dude, right? Jordan Poole talks shit to the Draymond Green new team. Uh Dylan right. Brooks talks shit uh to LeBron new team. Uh you know, Grant hey, Williams, Williams, that's Grant Williams talks shit to Jimmy Butler, new team. Hey, Sometimes that chirping shit ain't working, boys. Like you got, a hey, Sometimes you just gotta if shut you your mouth. Back it up. Yes, the if Rock you says, "Shut your mouth and know your role." That's right. That's right. Did they, did they cost the Golden State cost themselves their future? 
after yes, Curry, Thompson, yeah, they did. Green. Yeah, they did. They did. I feel like they should, this, they should get rid of, of Green. Get rid of Green. He yes. is too much don't problem. Sign him back. They brought him He's back. They shouldn't. They should literally He's a free agent. Don't, don't, don't sign him back. <laughs> literally, I don't know why. I don't know why they signed him back. Just get rid of him. He is too much of a problem. It's Steph you, Scott. Steph. As, Steph as Scott. G, shout out to Gina the rep in Bay. But she said that if Steph wanted Draymond back, Draymond was coming back. Right. Yeah. And they must right. have went to Amen. Steph and asked him, "Do you want him back?" And he said, "Damn straight, I want him back. Sign him." And they brought Not him only that Jordan, Jordan Poole's a good young player, but he was also playing with two of the greatest shooters of all time. Yeah. So he had a lot of open shots. Yeah. Um, like, and and like he started still, to try uh, to kind of get ahead of himself, thinking he was too good. Um, but let's see how he does in Washington when he ain't got two Hall of Famers playing with him. Wait, wait, wait. Um, how oh, well wait, he plays Poole is your new Bradley Beal, uh, you know, uh, the other guy from Washington that too from before Bill. So John Wall, John Wall, no, not John Wall. Uh, Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas. There you go. Your Arenas. Your your Beal, and now you're gonna pool, and you're yeah. still gonna suck in Washington because that's just what yep. you do. So yeah, yep. you know, I I would agree. Five years ago with Chris Paul would have been a phenomenal move for them. Five Absolutely. years ago, seven years ago, something like that. Right now, he's earmarked to run the second team offense. And that's why you traded him to run the second team offense at Golden State. Right. That's you know he he's got a 20, 25 minute cap on his on his minutes this year. Well, yeah, they got they got to hope so that way he's actually available come playoff time because yeah. that's yeah. that's his issue. Yeah. Yeah. The best ability is availability, is what we always yep. say. Yep. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, that's so a good list, man. Jaden, bonus question. He says, "Good top five bonus mm. question." Best off-season off-season coaching move. Oh gosh, put him uh, on the spot. He did research, so he doesn't now. He's putting him on no, the spot. I gotta say, it, just to throw one out there, isn't it the the he may go into Houston? I think. I mean, that kind of happened in season, but I guess you could consider that an off-season move. But I, I would, I would say, not trying to be a homer. Celtics re- reshaping their coaching uh, staff. Uh, okay, Seriously. Alan. Okay, their coaches, the coaches staff. I mean, look at who they got. They got a coaching staff now that Missoula is comfortable with, believes in, and a lot of former players now. So I'm, these, yeah. these, like yeah. Sam Cassell was a great hire for them. Great hire for them. I, I yeah, think, I think the Udoka move is probably my favorite. I Udoka do love the coach for the Bucks yeah. too, uh, coming into play. I think oh, there's going to be some Adrian Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there. A, lot of, a lot of good things come to that. Uh, that Buckholtz wasn't able to. To make happen. Do you think, think Nurse has any shot in Philly? Yeah, uh-huh. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do a little bit. Because I think it'd be now is going to get coached the right way. I'm not saying Doc Rivers did it totally wrong, but I, I think it, Nick Nurse will now coach and be the way he should have been coached all along. Yeah. Also, yeah. what happened? What's going on with Philly right now? Embiid <laughs> in an interview. Even though I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but Embiid, he. In a recent interview, he said he wanted to win a championship. He doesn't matter if it's with Philly or a different team. Yeah. Is he trolling or is he not trolling? He's, no, I think, I think he's, he's spitting facts. I think he's just being yeah. honest. It's both. So it's a little bit of both. <laughs> a little yeah, bit of both. True. I mean, these players nowadays, they're not going to stick around as much. I mean, Embiid right. did because, you know, he had this 900-year injury on his foot. But, you know, coming out of college, but outside of that, I think I think you you all reach a point. Lillard, Lillard finally reached his point, right? With that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was after what eleven or twelve seasons, too. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, when, I don't think you're going to see a lot of Lillards that are going to stay with a franchise for a decade. And yeah. then, you know what I'm saying? You're going to, they're going to give teams five, six years. And if you don't do what you need to do to, to help us win, they're going to want to bounce. So yeah. here's my question Where does Philly fall in the East now? Are they still? They got to figure. They, they got to figure out this James Harden scenario. Say, yeah, it depends just, on what happens with that. Yeah, yeah it, 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 still. And also, they got they got to uh re- they got to do an extension on Maxi and Tyrese. They got yeah. extension on him. His contract has expired. If they don't extend him, what's going to happen to him? Right. I think they're yeah. waiting. All they're waiting for is the hiding stuff. I think once that gets taken care of, I think they'll take care of the other stuff right away. But yeah, agreed, yeah. Scott. Hey, we'll give it up for uh, the one and only Jaden Podkins, folks. What up, what up. Podcast Thank today, you, man. Dude. Great, great job, bud. Great hey, job, Jaden. Hey, just tell me if you guys want me back. If this uh, buffoon here, I'll take over the show. Look, hey, <laughs> if you want to host, that's that's great for me. <laughs> yeah, but keep in mind, Sam had to take a few days off because yeah, <laughs> because hey, it's hard. It's hard work hosting this. That's why Sam uh, took a few days off. Uh, speaking of Thursday, you guys jumped into our little AFC North uh, preview. Uh, I know Scott had some uh, fantasy stuff and predictions. I didn't give out my prediction, so uh, Scott, I'm gonna go from top to bot from bottom to top, and then you just kind of bounce off uh, the bets and the the fantasy. Okay. Uh, uh, the team I got dead last in this division, surprise, surprise, I think is the the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'm not sold on their offense still. They got an aging defense. Uh, I'm not huge on, uh, you know, their defense. I'm not huge. You guys said it on Thursday show, Scott. Odell's coming off of two ACL surgeries. He's way past his prime. Uh he got. They gave him a lot of money for a guy who I don't know is going to be how good he's going to be anymore, and we don't know how Lamar's going to be as a passer. We can keep saying this over and over, but I got the Ravens at uh, in the last place at four. Is that four teams? Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah four teams. Yeah. Four, four uh, that's teams. what I have written down here. So, yeah. yep. Uh, I guess I'm kind of with you. I got I got Baltimore and Pittsburgh both at nine and eight um, at the, in the bottom of the division. So, what's up? <laughs> You can't change your teams from Thursday. You can't, that's right. You can't change now. You, I that didn't change. Now. They are I on did. the list. I, did, I got Pittsburgh. I got Pittsburgh yeah. in fourth place, but yeah, I got Pittsburgh yeah. and Baltimore both at nine and eight. So yeah, I mean, go ahead, Scott. What what fantasy advice you got for the Ravens? Like, here? Who's winning there, North? Guys, Nick, he's, 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 we'll get there, Johnny. I said we're going bottom to top. Is uh, J.K. Dobbins? And you guys realize he averaged six yards a carry last year, but he only had ninety-two carries. So if we get that J.K. Dobbins, Baltimore may, may be a little bit better than people expect. But how many times is he going to run the ball with all the new toys and the, the new offensive coordinator and, and things they put in Baltimore? So he is their unquestioned number one running back. Lamar is, is the guy that carries carries the mail for them a lot. So that's my question with them. Is J.K. Dobbins going to be a factor or is he just going to be a guy that gets 10, 12 runs a, a game and no passes out of the backfield, you know that that's that's where I see. And the betting advice: uh, Baltimore to miss the playoffs is plus one forty right now. Oh, sign me and up for that. You hey, guys uh, think that? Listen, they're making. By the way, guys, uh, Anthony out here says, "Call me crazy." And they fire to be number one receiver by, by week five. Here's the issue I, too: I'm I, on Orlads where you got your official NFL depth chart. There is no Bateman. And this is a guy that hasn't reported to camp yet, and Ravens expect him to, which of course. But that yeah. kind of makes me a little worried, though. Uh, on a, as a Bateman, I like Bateman as as a guy yeah. to draft. Yeah. But yeah. if Odell's not looking good, 
Dave Flowers is outshining him. And you got to turn to Nelson Aguilar. Lord have mercy on that roster right now. This isn't Patrick Mahomes. This is Lamar Jackson, right? So, uh, but I like Zay Flowers as my fancy guy uh, for the for this uh, Ravens team. Yeah, I do as well. After Mark Andrews, I think he's the number two guy in the in the passing order. Outside of, uh, I guess, so if Bateman comes back, he's healthy. Give me yeah, Bateman. But, but I, th- I still think Zay Flowers has a hell of a year uh, in his rookie year. And and keep in mind, it's going to come down to is can Lamar consistently hit the open guy, man? That that's right. the bottom line. Is he going to be able to pass the ball efficiently? You got paid. For You'll hit the open guy. Yeah, I'm you can get paid all you want. That doesn't make you a good passer. He's a good and, passer. And, Everybody just doubts him. I and get the only keep, <laughs> keep no, in everybody mind watches him. Yeah, his, I know. His rookie wide receivers do not make an impact until about halfway through the season. Agreed. Well, yeah, because he's not slow. That doesn't mean he's not doing what he what he they need him to do. Right. Right. He'll right. start getting his targets about halfway through the season. So, all right. So my number three team in this team, Johnny just mentioned it. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like that they, they added some pieces. I think Kenny Pickett's gonna. It'll be. I think they could make it to number two seed, but I'm just not buying sold on Kenny Pickett quite yet. I need another year of. Uh, progress, much like I needed to see from Jalen Hurts and Tua last year. I need to see another year, a leap uh, from Kenny Pickett, Kenny uh, Small Hands Pickett. So uh, hold me closer, Tiny Hands, Kenny Pickett. I got the Steelers <laughs> at three. Yeah, I'm, yeah. The guy, yeah, the guy. I, mean, I, mean, I, I love Pickens, bro. Yeah, I love Pickens. The guy I'm looking at in fantasy is Pickens, George Pickens, mm-hmm, and can he mm-hmm. make the ascension up even even higher? In in the uh, NFL ranks, oh, and how's Deontay really? Johnson going to do? That's the next. That's the other question. Deontay Johnson zero touchdowns last year, zero. That's oh, amazing gosh. for a guy that. I, I like Deontay Johnson where you're drafting him. Some sometimes he's even going yeah. undrafted in some drafts. Like I, yeah. I think he'll bounce back in a huge way. And my betting thing is Pittsburgh's over under is eight and a half wins at minus one twenty. It's going to be close. Tomlin's never had a losing season before. That's what I was gonna ask. This is the first year I, I this first oh, year Tomlin has last year. It should have been last year. It should have been. Should've, it should have been last year. Oh, they, had, they had a tie, right? They had a tie. That's what saved yeah. him. Yeah. Yep. The tie yeah. saved him. Yeah. So I I mean I you know, they're either gonna win eight or nine games this year. I don't think they're gonna win more than nine. So it depends how you feel when you go to the back. I think they win. I think they win nine. I think they go nine and eight. Like I said, just like Baltimore. Yeah, yeah they figure it out. Number yeah. uh, so our number two team is none other than uh he, after after a full year of playing, uh he's and now the, the limelight is off of him, the story news is off of him. There's not all this, you know, uh distractions and everything else. Uh they they got some really good pass rushers. We was guests on our show, uh, and I like these super cool white uniforms they played out. I, I mean, so, the, the new uniforms they're bringing out with the white helmets. Uh, give it up for uh, Massage Watson and the Cleveland Browns as my number two team. You guys know why he picked Cleveland number two. It's those uniforms. That's the only reason why. He no got them. He just sold them. <laughs> so my, my fantasy guy is Deshaun Watson. Does it return to the, to the guy he was in Houston? Or is he going to struggle out of the gate and struggle all year long? with with And he's got the best team around him that he's had, I think, in his whole career. So oh, yeah. my question is, Deshaun Watson a top eight quarterback this year in, in fantasy and the NFL? I think yes. he is. I think yes. he is. 
He's so, back. I, I don't know about fantasy, but I think I think he'll be top ten, definitely top ten in the NFL. Well, if you're a top ten in the NFL, you're usually a top ten in fantasy, Johnny. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking sure. more winning winning ball games and stuff like that. I think, like I said, I, I got Cleveland winning the division. So Who's, and the over, I think the over the under is for Cleveland ball out, bro. is so that means you're going over on this over under for Cleveland for wins is nine and a half this year. Yeah. I'm yeah, going yeah, over. Yeah, I, I got the winning. I got the winning. Go back and watch Thursday's show. So, uh, yeah, that, I'm going plus one fifty. It's plus one fifteen. So I'm going to over. Yeah, I, I, like got, I would hit that too, Scott. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Scott, yep. Scott, do we like uh, Elijah Moore to get some good fantasy reps there in the receiving core? I don't know. They're talking about think- he could be a uh, cat. Yeah, casually. A what? Casually. He's better than a lot of the people. They just traded by drafting Tillman. And all the stuff they get around him, if Cleveland releases him, it's the dumbest move I've ever, Mar- Marquise, I've ever heard yeah, of. Marquise Goodman's about to be out for a year because he's having issues. So, like, hey, yeah. you know what, Elijah Moore? If you need a spot to go to for someone that's around themselves, Kansas City is looking for a wide receiver, and I will take you. I'll buy your jersey. I'll do everything because you are talented. Take you to the best barbecue spots in town. Oh, man. Let, yeah. let's, let's go. I don't know, though, Tanner. Do you really want a – um? A wide receiver room are full of weird just I, I don't want to say weirdos, but just uh <laughs> some players unique individuals uh in the best players in Elijah Moore and uh Kadarius Tony. Love Time it. out. Love it. Give it if to there's me. any quarterback on the planet can that can make this work with yeah. Elijah Moore and all those receivers, it's Patrick Mahomes. Elijah Moore no was no doubt bad. about it. He's not bad. He 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 did really well last year despite his sayings, you know, for with the Jets. So the guy has talent. He's shown he has talent. He did talent in New York, just wasn't the right organization for him. You know, yep. the Browns should be because they're weird too. But I mean, I, I, I can't. I, I thought can't he was going to be their solid number two. I figured. I, I thought so too, man. And then Tony. I thought so too. And then Donovan People Jones is there, and they drafted oh, yeah. a kid out okay, of Tennessee, geez. Tillman, and and Najoku and Cooper and good ones back to the out. But they like shorts a lot. I know they. They like shorts, like try to keep him on. Yeah, uh, David yeah. Bell, they like a lot. So yeah, so but but that's I don't I just don't get it. Like you traded for him, and now all of a sudden he's on the bubble. That's yeah, that's what it's so he's on the There has to be more to it. There has to yeah. be more to it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and then my final team, I think they take just a little bit step back because uh, they're secondary. Uh, you you can't just you know they lost Von Bell, they lost Jesse Bates. Those are guys that are hard to replace. Uh, but man. They're going to put up a lot of points with, uh, you know, you, you guys know what it is. It's Burrow, it's Bodkins, it's Bengals, baby. Get used to the saying around here. Uh, I mean, when you got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, T. Is it T. Higgins? No, T. Higgins. Yeah, T. Higgins. I was thinking of uh, T. Martin at the same time I was saying that. <laughs> T. Higgins, like uh, all those those pieces. I know they lost their tight end, but it's the third different tight end that Joe will have. In three years, and he'll find the tight end. So, uh, Scott, I don't even know their tight end's name, but I feel like that's a fantasy option. Irv Smith. Well, I gave you a quarterback. Irv Smith, Irv Smith. Back. Irv Smith right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Irv Smith, who's very athletic. Yep. If you remember, mm-hmm. two or three years in Minnesota, he was a guy that went over the middle, caught a lot of balls for them. He can run after the catch. Joe Burrow likes to find his tight end in a lot of situations. I think he could be the new red zone threat in Cincinnati for Burrow. And, and I think he's going to have a, one of his best years of his career. He gets hurt all the time, so there's, you know, there's, there's no way he's not going to have the best year of his career. 
I love betting Chase angle. Brown. I love Chase Brown in this offense. I, yeah, I, I said too. Chase Evans on I many shows. I got confused yep. with the Rams running back yep. and a combination of this one. So, but Chase Brown, I love this I one. Mean, I have him in all my drafts so far too. So, because yeah, they're, they're definitely gonna, they're definitely going to put up points. Like you know, what I'm saying, and yeah. I think we talked about it on Thursday too. Tanner mentioned the secondary. Like I'm worried about their defense. Are, are they going to be able to make that stop? Uh, when they have to, especially against uh, Patrick Mahomes or Buffalo or whoever, they, they still got um, really good edge rushers, though, Johnny. You just worry about their right. second end. You know what I mean? That right. so as long as those guys can cover, you know, for five seconds, three seconds, yeah. uh, you know that five, five seconds is a like, long time honey, in the NFL, honey, bro. I mean, look, look, last last year, right? So the Chiefs uh, had rookies. We had a bunch of rookies and Justin Reed in our okay. in our freaking secondary and Juan Thornhill, I guess too. But you know, yeah. like we we had a bunch of nobody's technically a six rounder and everything like that. They were able to put enough pressure on the quarterback and give those guys opportunities to become yeah. a good, you know, be, have the opportunity to become a good secondary for the league. So that's, I mean, all you gotta do is get to the, try to pressure the quarterback and hopefully your secondary is common sense enough and not Philip Gaines and where you can turn around and see the ball or at least be aware of where the ball is. So it, it's, nah. I you know, I get you, you on that, and I, I I hear you on the whole pressure thing. But again, when when you when you're playing the elite teams, uh, are they going to be able to come through? You know what I'm saying against those, those top notch uh, quarterbacks and, and all those wide receivers? Like I said, I, I have no doubt Cincinnati's going to put up a, a hell of a lot of points. But at some point, you got to make a stop, man. So we'll, we'll see if they'll be able to do that. And here's the betting angle for Cincinnati: Jamar Chase is plus six hundred to lead the NFL in receiving yards. Take it or do you not take it? Plus 600. I like, I mean, why not put a little money? I like the plus 600. The man cousins throwing to Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. That's where that's where I'm going. He's my issue. Yeah, I'm not taking that. Yeah, I I mean, that's the thing with Jamar Chase. It's like there's another guy like Higgins. There's too much, you know, a little bit of Mm -hmm. uh bread to go around the ball to spread, you know what I mean? Like with with Higgins, with Irv, with Joe Mixon, like boy, boy is the number three. To, yeah, to boy. Tanner, so like they got to Tanner's point. Yeah. If Joe Mixon struggles this year. Watch out, really, for Chase Brown. Then he's mm-hmm. really going to take off. So if you got a chance to get him in the sixth, uh, in the last pick of your draft, do it. Do it. What I think they. Do? I think the Bengals do what they normally do a little bit. Struggle a little early on, and then they yeah. get hot late. Oh. Uh, you know, you look at their last two seasons. That's exactly what happened. But uh, you know this offense, man. I think they could be scoring a lot of points with a goal. It could be we could see some 30, 40 type games, or especially early on in the season, until those uh, that secondary gets settled in. I'll yeah. tell you a game to go over. Week one, Cincinnati, Cleveland. That's going to be an over game. Yeah, they could, both teams got yeah, to score. That's going to be a shootout. That's going to be a shootout. Shootout. That's going to be fun. Shootout. So <laughs> nice. Well, that was our AFC North. Uh, the boys they all made their predictions on Thursday, so I just wanted to get mine out there on paper. We're going to hold each other accountable, so if you want all their picks, check out Thursday's show along with the guest, uh, the legendary that is uh, Bobby G. So, uh, you know, Bobby's got to be – he's probably going to get himself a nice little white helmet, I feel like. That, those things are uh, – Yeah, those are nice. I did like I. Okay. I just like I like the Bengals white. Speaking of man, those when they rock those white uniforms that they got mm-hmm. in the white helmet. Yeah, with the black, white, uh, white, black. Yeah. I prefer yeah. the orange still. I love the orange. No, nah, man, give no, me the I, black. I, I, the, no, their their classic. You know, what I'm saying the the stripes is is, is awesome. You like, like the, the orange? Or- yeah, I like their orange. I love I love yeah, their orange yeah. one. 
Now, I, give me the white and black. I, maybe I'm a little new school. I, maybe I just yeah. like a little something different. So, and and shout out to Bobby G. His new pro, his new uh, program on Let's Talk Sports should be really, yep, really yep. good. Prove me wrong. Yeah. That should be I really good. Yeah, so, yep. it's gonna be and a blast. Tan is involved in it too, so it should yeah. be it should be an awesome show. So, yep, yep. Yeah, I looked. Uh, I caught the first episode. Uh, Bobby G. Putting in some good work. So shout out. You can catch his show right here on the LTS Network. Uh, let's go ahead before we get up out of here uh, with the cruising uh, return of the cruising top five. Uh, yeah, is yeah. Johnny, uh, you got them written down at, through after the uh, Kleenexes from crying about the Yankees. I haven't been crying about the Yankees, man. I've been crying about this damn move. <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees, I'm over it, man. It's, it's football season, bro. It's football season. But no, I, I threw this one together. I know everybody on the sick. panel are, are big time wrestling fans. So I, I got my. Um, I got my all-time favorite wrestlers. Now, I'm a little older, and I got to admit, I stopped watching wrestling like in the mid-90s. You're not going to have a Stone Cold. You're not going to have The Rock on my list or any of the new people. This is an older school list, so I'm sure Scott probably went to high school with some of these guys. But um, (laughs) (laughs) this is going to be my top five here. My number five is is, um, Dusty Rhodes was one of my favorite ones growing up. So he's my number five. My number four is Andre the Giant, uh, OG from back in the day. A lot of a lot of people don't don't give him the love and respect that I think Andre the Giant should have gotten. Man, I mean, he really helped wrestling like get going back in in the in the late seventies and eighties. Um, my number three is Bret the Hitman Hart. Uh, he was badass when I was when I was a young you know see when I was young and watching uh watching wrestling. Um, my number two is the Undertaker. He kind of started to get going as I was finishing off, you know, watching wrestling, but his whole, his whole gimmick and the whole thing was just awesome with the undertaker. And my number one all time favorite wrestler is none other than the nature boy himself, Ric Flair. Uh, talk about charisma and, and, and being able to, to, you know, put on a show for people. So uh, that's my top five all time favorite wrestlers. Like I said, it's old school. Like I said, I haven't really been into wrestling since the, the mid nineties. Uh, so that's my list there. I got yeah, I got Dusty at five, Andre the Giant at four, Brett the Hitman Hart at three, The Undertaker at two, and like I said, the Nature Boy Ric Flair uh, is my number one all-time favorite wrestler. So no, so there you go. So, sorry, youngins. I know there's no a lot of youngins out there that are like, what the hell? That's, that's <laughs> who, the first who are, are half of these guys? That, that's the first thing that pops off. No Hogan. Would be the first thing, no, that, I, that would... bro. I, I mean, I you're like either Hogan, a Flair or Hogan guy, one or the other. My, my whole thing is like, first of all, like I said, I think he did Andre wrong, you know, with the whole backstory. If you like watch those documentary and stuff, he, he yeah. kind of did him wrong. And my yeah. whole thing was like, seriously, you, you drop your leg on somebody and they can't, you know, what I'm saying like that's your finishing move, like they can't, <laughs> they, you know, what I'm saying come on, man, that was weak, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying in my opinion. He so, had a bionic leg. He had all that plates in Yeah, his- nah, man. Yeah, all the vitamins and all the prayers. And oh, all yeah. nah, I'm, out. I'm good, bro. I, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather go Undertaker, Ric Flair. And like I said, Brett, Brett Hitman, you know what I'm saying? Randy Macho Man Savage, Jimmy Superfly, Bam Bam Big. Like, I was into all those guys. You know what I'm saying? Bam Bam was a big one of mine, too. Bam Bam Bigelow from back in the day. But uh, Ric yeah. Flair was just, he was the man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I Scott, agree. uh, the, I was gonna say, Johnny Hogan owes everything to uh, to Andre. Like that's right. Andre, that just, right. Andre, Andre, Andre let him. Just so the young people know, Andre let him 
slam him. Well, yeah, if you know Andre doesn't put Hogan over in WrestleMania three, right. who knows if we don't get the Hulkamania, right. you know, right. it doesn't right. kick off the way it was, the way right. it is. And maybe wrestling as a whole doesn't kick off the way it is, you know, with the Hogan and, and WWF and things like that. So the really the wrestling world owes a lot to Andre the Giant. Uh, you know, yeah. And because he was such a he was a just draw by himself because of how massive he was and the size he was. Uh like right. he, you know, he, if he was there wasn't wrestling, he would have been in like one of those sideshow uh, you know, uh yeah. unique uh circus. Yeah. carnival, carnival type. Yeah, carnival yeah. Type. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, but I mean Rowdy Roddy Piper, like I said, back the wrestlers back in those days, in my opinion. I mean, like I said, I haven't gotten into the new school ones. I need to start doing it, especially because we talk about it a lot on the show. But yeah, this was my old school wrestling list. I was just thinking about it this morning. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to go ahead and put this together. Yeah, and don't yeah, Rick, don't Rick Flair, that. man. Rick Flair was just awesome. Sting Back then, Johnny, too. like I said, it was it was cool. Yeah, there was a lot of the territories and a mm. lot of the old school right. wrestling. It wasn't as entertainment driven as it is now. Right, right. So it was pure wrestling back then. I mean, you had yeah. like guys like Superstar Billy Graham, Snooker, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Piper, you had guys that just wanted to wrestle back yeah. then, and it, it was great. I mean, I, I was it, growing up, I watched it every time. I, I mean, you look at you look at you know starting with Dusty Rhodes, like Dusty Rhodes' influence is still in today's wrestling. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys, yeah. Roman Reigns, uh, you know, Seth Rollins, obviously Cody, like he had a hand in all those guys, especially mm-hmm. NXT developing those guys. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, so like it, that's his influence in wrestling. So, you know, it really, I think every list has to have Ric Flair almost because the, okay. the nature boy is, you know, one of those guys like yeah. cut, could do it well in the ring, tell a story in the ring, cut a great mm-hmm. promo. Right. And it, the undertaker, you had him on your list. Like nobody may have kept more kayfabe alive, you know, even as we got into the digital world and twitter and, and things like that then the undertaker he still maintained kayfabe mm-hmm. until like now right he right. And he's retired and you know and he's even said like the undertaker persona is dead if i ever did something it would be the dead you know the uh, american badass kind of yeah, guy right yeah. right and, uh yep. you know he's like that's it's so he kept kayfabe alive even as far as now and, and throughout those years uh where everybody else and now he's got his own um Little one man show that you can yeah. get traveling. Yeah, around. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't really. I, there's. I don't really have a whole. You know, from the that from your from let's just say ninety five to whatever. I think you could probably put a. That's probably a good top five, Johnny. Mm-hmm. As, as far as I'm concerned, Tanner, what's your thoughts on the cruising top five? I like it from that era. For me, I didn't grow up in that era, so like my my wrestling stuff was really the two thousands and more, uh, right. and up there. So like my favorites, Kane, with the red mask. But Kane, nice. uh, Kane the whole way, right? Uh, I also had Rikishi in my list. Uh, Steen was my big one as well. Uh, kind of went down my way, just to remind myself. Goldberg uh, would be in my yeah. list as well yeah. uh, for that because I just enjoyed playing with him. And then the Dudley, Dudley Boys because those were my favorite tag team guys. And, of course, Stone Cold, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Stone Cold. Yeah. Like I get, I get everybody's appeal for Stone Cold and The Rock, and you know what I'm saying. All that Sting was like Sting was just getting started when I was finishing up. You know what I'm saying I mean, watching wrestling in, in the '90s. So Sting's been around for a minute. Batista yeah. is also one of my yeah. favorites to yeah. watch. Yeah. Even though I hated his crew, yeah. I just it, right. it was fun to to see him just like tear apart somebody. You know, the, the big Johnny show was, was fun to watch. Was Randy Sting Savage? Was, yeah. 
Was Randy yes. Savage the team that entered he it too? He was huge, man. Yeah. He was like yeah, he was. Randy Savage, Roddy Roddy Piper, Jake the Snake. Like, there's a few that uh, would just miss the list, but I think these five here. It, like, you know, if you I, guys I ever, right there's uh, a couple shows if you to for you, Johnny, especially like this week, this Tuesday or Thursday, uh, Dark Side of the Ring is doing a special on uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, yeah, if, nice. you, if, if you haven't watched any of their stuff, they go into like details. It's the Jimmy Snooker, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's a great, great documentary. It's all about the older stuff. Um, and it's, it's the dark, like, I mean, it's talk, talk, dark side of the ring about how they got addicted to drugs, how mm-hmm. Snooker murdered somebody. Uh, right. I mean, it's, it's great. You can catch it all. And then the, the AEW biography series has been really good. And even the, the WWE rivals on A&E has been pretty good, but uh, I definitely, if you're a wrestling fan of like the eighties and, uh, that type of stuff, check out dark side of the ring. It's they, they kill it every time. It's, uh, even if it's wrestlers you never heard of, the, the documentary series right. is, is, it's really good. Yeah. And my wife has like actually it. mentioned that I think they have like a dark side of the NFL and all that stuff. Yeah. Too. They do. Yeah. yeah. They she, do. She, she's, yeah. I mean, she's watched some of that stuff and she's told me, babe, you, you need to watch this. So I'll, I'll have to check that out. What was that? WWE Rivals? What was it? Rivals. Yeah. It's on, yeah. on AD Sunday nights. And they yeah. have a Rivals and they also do. They go back and another show is they go back and find these guys like Ric Flair's robe that he wore. At, yeah, at the mem- uh, memorabilia yeah. show. Yeah, with uh, Mick Foley. Yeah. All right, so I yeah, gotta ask real quick: what, what's your favorite tag team? Like, I, I used to love the British Bulldogs from back in the Dudley day. Boys. The Road Warriors were a lot of fun back in the day. Um, where, where would you guys go as far as uh, your favorite ta- Dudley, tag team? I think the Dudley Boys because they were tops at ECW, WWE. WCW. Were they in WCW? Yeah, they were in WCW. They were in WCW. Yeah, they were. They were tops in every promotion that they went to. Nice. So when you when you look at look at the Dudley Boys, they got like twenty something uh, titles, tag team titles, phenomenal tag team, and nobody nobody gives puts them at the top of the list. I put them as number one. Uh, I, I like the Dudleys. I like um, you know. Oh, you didn't know. Your ass better call some. <laughs> the New Age Outlaws. Um, I, I enjoy, maybe just because they talk a lot of shit. So I'm always, you know, infatuated yeah. with guys who could do that. But the Dudleys, the Hardys. I mean, Matt and Jeff always just laid it on the line. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think any list uh, you have to add the Road Warriors as well. So yeah. our, our Legion of Doom, whatever, however, LOD, how, Road Warriors slash LOD, however you want to call them. So. Right. Um, Seamus, I got another question too. Go for there's, it. There's, there's yeah. one recommendation I, I would anybody on YouTube go back and find Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, WrestleMania 3 and watch that oh, match. Yeah. Best yeah. match of all time. Best match yeah. of all time, in my mind. Yeah, I got goosebumps yeah. right now, bro. I remember that one, yeah. bro. Yeah. Do you, my favorite belt, because you know there's like 85 different belts. Do you remember that Intercontinental? Champion that like basically took up everybody's entire chest, like that belt back in the yeah. day was badass. Like the- I had to get myself one of them replica ones and stuff like that. It was huge, bro. The Intercontinental Championship belt was the old massive, Goldberg when, when Goldberg had the WCW the heavyweight title, like that big gold, the big gold one, and you just see mm-hmm. him coming out with the sparks and like that's yeah, part of my yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that dude. Was it that that was phenomenal. And <laughs> yeah. do, do you know that Steamboat talked about that behind the scenes? Those guys, it took a week for them to set that match up. Yeah. So oh, they yeah. had 
pads and pads of paper with with move after move on it that they both set up. And that was how Savage liked it. He he wanted to set everything up on on paper to know exactly what was going to happen at every second. So hey, be- before we get out of here, uh, Anthony Price had a question up there about some fantasy uh, real quick, Tanner. Yep. Since you're talking fantasy, knowing Tua would be wouldn't be a gamble to draft Mike White on your bench or wait until Tua gets injured. Um, I, I would I would wait until the end of training camp because he might actually get beat out by Skylar Thompson. So yeah, I, I would say um, if you're going to take Tua, you're going to you better take Tua with the thought process that he's going to get through most of the season. If not, I would just avoid Dolphin quarterbacks, period. But I mean, yeah, I think Tua. I think Tua is going to survive the season and play well all season. But Mike White, bro. Uh, I mean, like I said, he may not even be the number two once we get out of camp, man. Like they said, he looks horrible, bro. Well, horrible. here's what I would do. Johnny's got a show on Let's Talk Sports. Let's Talk Dolphins. Him and go. Alex, I would I would listen to them because they're dialed into it. And I also would watch any reports coming out of Miami Dolphins camp on it. But yeah. if you're going to take Tua, you definitely probably as a last pick want to pick his backup, yeah. just in case. I'm not saying he's going to get injured, just in yeah. case. You but, never know. But, but again, wait, wait, wait to the end of training camp because it very well could be Skyler as the number two. But yeah, I agree with Sky. If you're going to take Tua, you got to take the backup just as insurance. But uh, Skyler might win that job, man. I mean, Mike McDaniel really likes him. This is going to be his second year in the offense. You saw, I mean, he. He played okay in that playoff game, but he got himself a little experience. Uh, he's a little bit older for, you know, having been a rookie last year. He was already 25, so he's already 26. So um, I, I think he might actually beat Mike White out, man. Like I said, that what I'm hearing down down in Miami, like Mike White looks like total trash, bro. I, I wouldn't take either one of them, you know, at all. Like you probably could find a better quarterback who's starting – uh, before you go to Mike White or Skyler. I mean, it's depending on like your league, if it's two quarterback, you super right. flex. Yeah, it depends how deep it is, too, right? Uh, yeah, if you right, have right. a 25 man roster, maybe, maybe you throw a, a gamble out there. If it's yeah. a 15, you're not taking any of those guys. <laughs> Here's my suggestion avoid two or all together. If you're, if you're, hey, yeah, if, if, you, if you can, bro, if you draft can. them. Don't the, the only Don't. problem is, I mean, you, you could team Tua with Tyreek, you could team Tua with Waddle, you and you could blow up. You say you could yeah. stack it like that, but it's worth a shot. If, if I mean, you, it really is. Saying, yeah. like, it was not um, undraftable. Right. Like like Ryan said, if you're going to get him after like the seventh round, then you can take a shot on Tua. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you're not going to take him in the, in the early rounds or whatever, but I, I think he stays healthy um for for the majority of the season i think he'll definitely be at the end of the season i think they're gonna they're gonna emphasize running the ball a lot more don't don't be surprised if david cook doesn't get signed in the next week or two especially with now he got all this drama going on he better he better take whatever contract he can get and i think you know he wants to play in miami so uh, i think they make that happen but um, what's the drama i I missed it johnny what's the what's the drama well there's some reports allegedly uh, that he tried to pay off uh, some people that he might have gotten into scuffle with uh, mm-hmm. of the opposite sex, which is never a good thing. Uh, so I'm hoping that it's not true. And again, NDAs? Did they is, sign this NDAs? Is allegedly. So we'll see what happens with that. What's up? Did he, they sign NDAs? <laughs> I think he was trying to. I yeah, think that's what the NDAs? issue is. He was trying to get them to. It was it was like hush money or whatever. So but I'm, I'm asking. I think one of them he offered. If they signed a. 
If they signed, if if he gave them money and they signed an NDA, they can't even say. Well, anything. no, they, they they didn't take like one of them. He supposedly again, this is a legend. Uh, okay. Supposedly, he he offered a million dollars for some hush money and they told him no. So Shit, give me a hundred million. That's, yeah. that, that's not a good sign right there. So there has been talk around league circles that he could get suspended if he yeah. signs yeah. because so, of this. So okay, right. I haven't heard this. I, I still think Mike McDaniel is going to emphasize running the ball a lot more. He admitted after last season that he he kind of got enamored with having Tyreek and Waddle out there and abandoned the running game a little bit too early. So hopefully we run the ball a lot more to a second year in this offense. Hopefully that'll help him uh, stay healthy throughout the season. But it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, if you if there's other options as far as fantasy, um, Anthony, um, I, I would have I would avoid it altogether if you if you know what I'm saying if you can. But if, Johnny, you know, Johnny, here's a question. Later on rounds, go ahead. Which running back do you prefer out of that backfield? If Dalvin Cook does not sign, it's the situation you have now. Which um, running back would you prefer them feature? Devon A chain. But it ain't gonna happen right away. I think he's gonna right. use him in a lot of different roles. Like he he may line up in the slide. I mean, the kid's got great hands, so they're gonna do a lot of I mean, and Mike McDaniel was banging the table for that. Like he wanted them to use that their second round pick on him, mm-hmm. um, but you know they got the corner and they, they were still able to get him uh, with the eighty fourth pick. So uh, Mike McDaniel is in love with that kid. There's nothing but great talk about his his speed and his quickness. Uh, he's already you know grasping the playbook. So don't be surprised if by midseason he's the number one guy. But they're gonna rotate a lot with the three, but. He's yeah. the one, you know what I'm saying? He he has the potential for rookie of the year, depending, you know, as far as like total scrimmage yards, he can be part of the return game as well. So yeah. Devon A-Chain is, is going to be a player. But if you have to go out of the Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, then I would I would go Mostert. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, boys. Well, uh, let's go ahead and let's get our final uh, goodbyes out of here and uh, wrap her up. Johnny, we'll start with you, brother. All right. Well, I appreciate that. And as we, we were just talking Dolphins, I'm going to go ahead and um, this this Tuesday will be the return of Let's Talk Miami Dolphins. It'll be Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Me and my boy Alex Bastillo will be back to talk some Dolphins football. We got uh, the veteran players are actually reporting on the 25th as well. So um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Monday is uh, going to be a, an interesting day. I'm, I'm hopeful to, to, to bring back Let's Talk, uh, you know, the Johnny Cruz show, but that might have to wait another week. Uh, this move has been excruciatingly long and painful, and I'm an old-ass man, so it's, it's wearing on the body. Um, but uh, So the Johnny Cruz show may not be back till the following week, but this Tuesday I will be back. On Let's Talk New York Yankees with my boys, Mr. Dan Harris. Shout out to Dan Harris and Rob Logan. Um, and then, of course, the return of Let's Talk Miami Dolphins Tuesday night, 8 p.m. with me and my boy Alex. And then, of course, you can catch me here on the Let's Talk Sports Show with my boys here, which is always fun. I, I was looking forward to this. I can't wait to, to talk to, to Jim and and, uh, and John on Monday night. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good time tomorrow. Definitely check us out. And if I if I'm not dying later. Uh, you may be able to catch me on off the rails uh, with Ryan and, and the <laughs> fellas here. So uh, we'll see what happens. I may have to do that one on my phone and just make a little cameo to say what's up to you. I, I miss doing that show. That's a fun show. Definitely check that out. If you're new, hit the subscribe, smash that like button. It helps us out. And definitely hit the little bell so you get notifications on everything that's going on in the show. 
Uh, Dan Harris is doing some incredible stuff. Of course, the, the wonderful Tanner is doing all kinds of production for everybody. He's got some new shows going on. Every, every, there's a lot of stuff going on on Let's Talk Sports. So definitely you want to be a part of it. You don't want to miss out on it. So check us out. Scott, go ahead. Well, Johnny, first of all, you missed the Larison family reunion last week on Off the Rails. Bro, I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. I ain't gonna lie, but I think I was. I think I was laid out. I think I was laid out on the floor from so much pain from last week's part of the move. So, um, but no, I, I'll definitely catch that one up, and not for nothing, but the LTS show is on Spotify and all that. It's been a blast listening to us, you know, saying at work because I'm mm-hmm. able to, you know, creep yeah. and, and have my, my ear pods in at work. I'm working uh, so on I've, been, I've been loving watching the LT. I've been loving listening to, to our podcast on, the, on, the, yeah. on Spotify. I'm, I'm, I'm working on the Apple podcast thing. They, they like to change their stuff around and now it makes it right. harder for you to get on. So, you know, I just yeah. got to. Yeah. Figure out how to kick that door down, and we'll and, we'll get on Apple. Yeah, so. and, and I don't know if it's just me, but we sound good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple couple things to promote. First of all, the Let's Talk Sports show has been phenomenal. Um, you know, it's it's been killing it. You know, with our guests Monday nights, and I get uh, previews of the divisions on Thursdays. Um, first of all, August second, um, Scott Cove yeah. show will return Wednesday night, August second. Uh, special guest will be Jim Coventry, Jim Coventry of rotowire.com. So tune into that. Very good fantasy guy. Won a national championship in fantasy uh, a number of years ago. So that, that'll be fun and informative. Number two, myself and Dan Harris are now in the works of doing a golf betting show starting with the Masters next nice. year. Um, nice. So that will that is something that is not really you could find on the internet except for a couple of places. I, I approached Dan with the idea of doing that, and he said, "Let's do it." So we're going to start with the Masters next year, and we're going to do all the majors and the FedEx playoffs next year. So be looking out for that. Where you'll have tournament matchups to bet on. You'll have, uh, you know, our my predictions for for top tens, top fives, top twenties, and outright winners. So. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I've, I've been betting a lot of golf lately. Um, it's a lot of fun to sit there and watch how your guys are doing. And the British Open's going on right now. So if you got any couple bets in, go watch that now. It's pouring oh, rain yeah. out there. It's windy. It's it's. Hey, looks, hey, looks, hey, what, yeah. what were your What were your baseball before we get to Tanner? What were your baseball picks again for today? I know you had the San Diego money line, Philly Phillies money line. I got. Uh, what do I got? San Diego money line, Phillies money line, Seattle money line. Seattle. Right. Yeah. If you want to make some money, people, you better listen to Scott, yo. Yeah, and the other thing is watch the Let's Talk Bets with myself and Matt Larison. This week we had a special guest, Alan Perales was on. So I saw yeah. that. I was wondering why. Yeah, a lot of a lot of cowboys talk, huh? A lot of cowboys talk. A lot of cowboys talk. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. I almost jumped off when the Cowboys talk started happening. I was like, out of here. See you later. But oh, no, Matt man. does a great job with it. He's he's really good at yeah. what he does. Yeah, he knows his stuff, man. He does too. Oh, and your baseball show. And the baseball show. Sorry, Alan. Hey, Alan, do you notice that he always forgets to mention the baseball <laughs> There's show? There's a reason. I'm just saying. I'm just There's saying. <laughs> Stop hey, bringing up the, the Texas Rangers show. every time, Alan. We have the baseball show with the Rangers fan and a guy that hates any New York sports teams yes. in the yes, world, and Jonathan Grishman. 
He, he hates him with a passion. So yes, he um, does. He's I totally can, happy. The Mexican I can feel it through the screen, bro. <laughs> I can feel that through the screen. <laughs> he, did you hear the story? He showed he's up. Great, for, man. For, uh, great. Interview. Uh, he can back this up Monday night when we talk to him. He showed up for an interview to get a, a job with the Mets wearing an Atlanta Braves hat. <laughs> and, and one of the players in the Curtis Grandison was like, Are you really going in with the Braves hat on? And Jonathan said, Yes, I am. <laughs> he was out the door five minutes after. I, I totally believe that, yo. Hell yeah. He that's awesome. that. And that's just like King Griffey Jr. said, Hey, I wouldn't sign with the Yankees till uh they were the unless they if they were the last team to offer me a contract. Tanner Jonathan was the same way. I signed with the Mets. <laughs> what's your uh what's your uh final thoughts here? Uh, guys, RIP to my baseball idol in my high school days here. Donnie Baker passed away. Oh, in case man. you guys don't know him. Jeez. He, one of the best out there. Great instructional videos. Inspirations, you know. Donnie Baker died? Donnie Baker passed away, yep. How? I don't know. Oh, man, I didn't know that. I love Donnie Baker. This shit's hilarious on t- who, YouTube. Who is or- that he's imitating? I recognize that stand. Oh, Sheffield. Oh, that was Sheffield. Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah. R.I.P., bro. That day there. Uh, found that out yesterday. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Great. If you haven't had a chance to view him, like he, it's really great to watch him. You know, him and Kent Murphy, both my idols. You know, in the in that area. So, uh, <laughs> outside of that, guys, uh, look, just lots of cool stuff happening right now. Working with Bobby G, trying to get him set up, get him rolling on his new show there, uh, the rec room sports guys, you know, we're doing our little thing on Tuesday night. Oh, we'll post it Wednesday, but we we'll record Tuesday nights and we're doing a little, uh, around the horn style deal there. Uh, nice. buffoons are doing buffoon things. I won't be on Wednesday again, but you know, I'm sure they'll figure out their audio this time. So we'll have to <laughs> see there. Uh, <laughs> and then the of course, the other night, did I see with the casino? I wasn't at the casino, uh, no, but they, they were, were, they were at they the were. casino. Yeah. Yeah, that that's they'll probably be there again. I'll be honest with you. So uh, uh, most likely that's going to be the case. You know, they're home away from home on Wednesdays. That's where they come from. Uh, and they come to my house. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that that's a uh, lot's going on, guys. Just make sure you hit that subscribe, tune in, hit the bell because there's, I mean, there's tons of stuff happening, and yes. we're what a month away from football. Stuff like yeah, shows, yeah. pre-shows, post-shows. I mean, Dan's already. I already talked with Dan on a lot of stuff. So I mean, there's a bunch in the works. So yep, just yep. be ready. We got tons of content coming your way. Tons of cool stuff coming your way. So absolutely. Yeah, What's no doubt. Uh, David Burns. David What's up, Burns? David? Peter yeah, Hill. That's the man. What's up, dude? What's up, David? So uh, my final thoughts. Remember the name uh, Tommy Aspinall, folks. Uh, he's a UFC fighter. 365 days ago, towards ACL, MCL. Uh, in a fight, and 30 seconds into a fight, came back yesterday, scorched Tybora. Uh, t- I've been touting Tommy Aspinall as a future heavyweight champ. Uh, he's number five right now. He's about two wins away. Uh, called out Surreal Gone yesterday and then said, I'm going a, I'm to a beat him, and then I'm going to beat John Jones. Uh, I have been touting uh, yeah, Tommy Aspinall for a while, so... Uh, there's a cool video of the two years ago uh, when Tom Aspinall won in London. Uh, the streets were going crazy. They're chanting, Tommy Aspinall, Tommy Aspinall, Tommy Aspinall. <laughs> uh, so if you get to check that out, uh, it is great. I love Tommy Aspinall, future heavyweight champ. So remember the name, 
Tommy Aspinall, folks. Uh, put some money down on him as future heavyweight bet champion. Uh, this guy is huge. He's six. I mean, you know, he's limber. He's got hands. He can wrestle. He can do it all. Uh, I, I love Tom Aspinall. It's great to see him get back and scorch uh, Tybura last yesterday afternoon in the first round. Uh, so uh, that's it. I will be back uh, for most of us, I think, uh, at least me, Tanner, and Scott, hopefully for Off the Rails at 4 o'clock Central, 5 Eastern. And then we'll be back tomorrow night, baby, with Jonathan yeah. Grisham. Jim Berenger, as always, our Monday night's crew. Uh, talk a little hockey, talk a little baseball, talk a little more wrestling. You guys know what it is. We'll be back 8 o'clock Central, 9 Eastern tomorrow night for another great episode of the Let's Talk Sports Show. We'll see you then. Tanner, hit that outro, and let's get out of here. Have a Sunday, folks. See you guys. No Sam singing today. Peace out. Life better pop off. What do you like? Make a dream job. No 9-5, no mean boss. Just my life and free thoughts. You could try to play, but you're never gonna beat me. Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy. Bloody hands saved from the people who deceive me. Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me. People like sheep move feet, hurt it easy. You don't wanna be fast asleep when they see me. Better stay tall, ready for a fight, believe me. They try to change, you can say no 